Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hill, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Rawls, New Mexico. I'm Marie Manning. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to better help you connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's join Rick and Sean with this week's podcast. Thank you, Marie, for that great introduction, and thank you for joining us today on Living Your Dash. This past week, Grace took a break from our Kingdom Secrets series in order to focus on something very important, and that is celebrate recovery. Uh, Rick yielded the pulpit to our very own pastor, Barry Anderson, the overseeing pastor of CR this past week, and today we get to talk with Barry. So Barry, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks again. Absolutely. Barry, what is your interest in CR or Celebrate Recovery? Um, I think the, the, my primary passion for it is, was a God-given passion. I don't really know how to explain it, but I've had a passion to be involved for a couple of years, and about a year ago, I decided to go ahead and get involved just go through the program to not only familiarize myself with what CR is all about, but um, really start dealing with some of the issues that I've had in my past. And I've yeah. uh, gone through the step study and, and dealt with some anger issues and uh, eating issues and, and uh, anxiety, depression. And so it's helped me in a number of ways, but primarily I went through it just to kind of get a feel for the big picture. Yeah, yeah. And God showed up and obviously did some things in my life. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it. I've been coming on Friday nights and uh, I, there, there I have my own issues and my own problems. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I've, I'm 53 and I've gone through cancer. So I, I, I don't want to just kind of go to my grave, just kind of pretending things weren't there. I, I, I want to know what, what's, what's a solution to some of the, the habits that I've, I've picked up and the, and how do I keep from hurting people that I love? Um, and that that's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's about your hurts, habits, habits and hangups. Yeah. Correct. It, it, you know, it, that, I think that's why I like it so much is it, 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 it just, it's a broad category and there's nobody on the face of the earth that doesn't have a hurt, a habit or a hang up. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we can go dive in and drill down a little bit deeper into our issues, but that just covers everybody. And the wonderful thing about it is that, I mean, the scripture talks about these things. In fact, CR, or Celebrate Recovery, is based on a passage of scripture, it right? It is based on uh, one of the most f- first few verses of the most famous sermon probably ever preached by Jesus called the Sermon on the Mount. Wow. But it's based on the Beatitudes. Yeah. On, we have eight, eight principles that are steps, if you will, they're interchangeable, uh, but they're based on the, the Beatitudes. And so uh, Rick Warren discovered that back in 1991 when um, John Baker began to explore this uh, because he, he John Baker had been through AA and realized there was really no mention of Jesus at all. There was the higher power, but he wanted something more specific. And Rick Warren happened to be going through the Beatitudes at the time that John wanted to start CR, had this idea, and Rick found a lot of correlation, and that's where CR was was born back right. in 1991 at Saddleback Church. So when we think about you know the Beatitudes, and, and you made mention it's by the way, folks, if you haven't listened to Barry's message, please go to russellgrace.com forward slash watch. Make sure that you watch his message. Uh, it'll it'll make a big difference in your life. And you can find out more about CR as well by going to russellgrace.com forward slash CR. Now, in, in your message, you said that really 
we, we call them beatitude. We, we don't use that word a lot, but it really, uh, he, he starts by saying, blessed are you, blessed is this. What, you said there's actually another word for this. Yeah, it, blessed basically means happy. And yeah. Now we, I, I like blessed, I think, a little more. It's a stronger word than happy. But, but that's basically what, what Jesus was saying. If you want to be happy, do these things. Yeah. And, and it sounds really simple, doesn't it? <laughs> if you want to be happy, just do these eight things. And, and there's obviously more to that. But uh, it, it's really about self-awareness, self, um, self-esteem, seeing us, seeing ourselves how God sees us instead of how we think other people see us. Yeah. And it completely changed our life when we finally realized how God sees us. Yeah as opposed to how we see ourselves in the mirror or how we let people talk into our lives and, and maybe even lie to us about who we are. But it, 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 yeah. it definitely points us back to how God sees us. I, I think it's beautiful because I think that most people will see, oh, the Bible's just full of rules to, to control my behavior. But really, it is, it is that key to what we really want. We all want to be happy in Absolutely. life. And uh, man, praise God for your message. Um, you know, the term recovery is, is usually associated, of course, with uh, alcohol or drug abuse, but you gave us a startling statistic. Can, can you tell us that again? Sure. Only one out of three people attend Celebrate Recovery for the reasons of chemical dependency, wow. alcohol or drugs. Wow. Okay. And that was shocking to me when I first got involved with CR. My, actually, my first involvement with CR was probably about 10 years ago when I was on staff in um, Henderson, Nevada, we began to see our program at our church there. Uh-huh. And so, but, but yeah, it's only, it, it's quite surprising to realize that only one in three come for either drug or alcohol. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, the, the amazing part really is the other two out of three people come for other reasons. And so you start thinking, okay, well, what, what could possibly be other reasons besides drugs and alcohol? And, you know, it, it could be anything. It's alcohol anxiety, depression, uh, control issues, mm-hmm. uh, abandonment issues. Maybe you've been hurt in the past. Maybe you've been sexually assaulted in the past. Mm-hmm. And it deals with all those issues. Right, right. I, I remember looking at the sign that you guys have, and I thought, holy smoke, I, I deal with about 10 of those on there. And, and, and that's when it began to hit me. And, and it, it, it didn't include drugs or alcohol, but, but my own other issues were just as damaging uh, and just as hurtful, not only to myself, but, but more importantly, uh, to other people. And, right. uh, so, and I, when I looked at like, what codependency was, I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm really in trouble. <laughs> well, and and that's, that's part of what, why we go, is to identify the other issues and, and allow God to speak to our hearts. And uh, it, it, there are so many other issues that we have in our lives that we don't think are recovery worthy. I'm making bunny ears, by the way. Yeah, Quote air quotes. Signs, air uh-huh. quotes. Um, you know, we, we, we don't think they're really issues in our life, but they certainly affect our relationship with Christ and they affect our relationship with others. And, and the relationships, as I talked about Sonny, the, you know, evaluating our relationships is, is a key to all this and part of the recovery process. Okay, so if it's true then that that it, it, it seems like you're saying that there's not a person alive who could not benefit from CR. I mean, is that true? That's, a, that's the true statement. You, you, we can say that again. In fact, that's why we tried to communicate that on Sundays to break through some of the stigma that people have when they think about recovery. Yeah. Um, and, and realize that it's, 
Um, it's more than just alcohol and drugs. In fact, I asked those questions Sunday in the sermon leading into my sermon. You know, how many people have ever been hurt? How many people have ever hurt somebody else? How many people have a hurt or a habit yeah. or hang up? And virtually every every hand in the auditorium went up. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's not a person that, uh, alive who wouldn't benefit from what Celebrate Recovery has to offer. Right. So it sounds like Celebrate Recovery is is uh, a sharper or more powerful form. I don't want to say more powerful, but, but it is a powerful form of discipleship. Uh, so if we define discipleship as a systematic approach of following Jesus so that he transforms our thoughts and minds uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, how does CR discipleship boost that effort? Well, I think it, it, it's exactly what you said. It is a form of discipleship, and it's a, it's a form of uh, personal growth that allows mm-hmm. us to, to deal with our issues and allow God to help us take that next step in our, in our growth process. And so um, it is a lifetime process. There's nothing more, um, I guess, holistic than, than what CR has to offer because it, it, we, we communicate that, listen, this is part of your growth, and, and Jesus is the higher power. You know, we acknowledge our need for Christ in CR. Right. It's not a vague higher power. It's not right. a head of lettuce or anything else. <laughs> Some people include as their higher power, but it's just a matter of that process that we grow in our faith, and, and CR allows us to do that through the, the small group process and the large group process. Right. You, you, you mentioned that there are like three components. Yeah, I would think th- there's three primary components to what we do here at CR. Our main component on Friday nights, we have a meal at five. Mm-hmm. For anybody that wants to come, it's no charge, and we usually feed 40 or 50 people right. on Friday nights. And then we go into our large group time, which is uh, worship, praise and worship, and then a teaching time. Yeah, We have chip ceremonies, just like uh, other recovery groups do, to mm-hmm. acknowledge folks' success. Um, and then we have, uh, in addition to the Friday night large group, we have step studies that meet during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are complete the eight principles. And then we have uh, open share on Friday night as well, where it may be more of a, a traditional approach to recover, like you, someone in AA or another group may be more familiar with, where yeah. it's just, what are you dealing with today? And our, our leaders kind of talk people through those processes. I think that, that the Friday night large group is, is it's a lot of fun, actually. It for is me. fun. We, we worship and... Uh, and then there's either that teaching time or uh, testimony time. My, yeah, it's my favorite is yeah. just hearing stories of, of how God redeemed people uh, and is still redeeming. And I and right. I love the the, the humility. Um, I think that that's what I really love about Friday nights is that you people really sing because yeah. only people that have been set free shout and sing harder. I would agree. <laughs> than other people. Absolutely. It's just it's just great because we're around the, the dinner table and the fellowship is yeah. good and get to interact with people and um, it's just a fun time together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I know that that when I go into sharing group um, and oh man, that's uh, that's powerful what people share. I know that it's a painful step for people. And in fact, I I I think that most people are scared you don't actually, if you go, if, if I were, if, if tonight were the first time I went, I don't have to share, right? I can absolutely. just listen. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you can share whenever you're ready to share. Now, we encourage you to because doing that frees you up, actually. It, right. It's an it's a, it's a important step in the process. But no, absolutely. If, if 
you come tonight for the first time and you don't want to share, then you you absorb and learn and, and maybe next time you'll be ready to share. And it and it's okay for me to just find out, okay, can these people be trusted? Uh, Absolutely. That's important. I think my, you have to find that out. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we, we emphasize confidentiality. We emphasize, you know, what, what we hear in this room stays in this room. And, you know, we do the best that we can with that. Yeah, in fact, w- this past Sunday, uh, boy, folks, you got to watch this. Um, this past Sunday, we had something called Cardboard, cardboard Testimony. And you, you told people, hey, listen, we've asked people to do something that's actually kind of breaking a rule. What was that rule, and why was that so important? Well, the, it, it's like most recovery ministries, it's an anonymous group. We don't take role. We don't, you right. know, we, we try and keep track of who's there and who's not just for personal accountability, but we, we keep it anonymous. And so this past weekend, we did the cardboard testimonies. We asked people, if, you, if you're not familiar with cardboard testimonies, check out the sermon. You'll see it there. But on one side of the cardboard, it was some of the issues that some of our folks dealt with and are still dealing with in the past, uh, maybe. But then they flipped the, the cardboard and it had a, a positive message of maybe what God has done in that particular issue. And so by doing that, the, the nine people we had on stage were, you know, they were on camera, on the Internet. They were breaking all anonymity to be willing to share their story. Yeah. And there were some powerful ones. You know, we had we had one that one gentleman that, uh, had struggled with a 15-year meth addiction, yeah, and has been been free from that for about four years. Amazing, and so it's powerful. To, and, and I think that's why they're willing to break their anonymity because they've seen what God has done in their life, and they know they're willing to risk what people might think of them to help other people take that step. Yeah, you know, and I and I when you actually meet them, and you look at their cardboard testimony, you think, Nah, that's not you. That that couldn't yeah. have not you, right? And yet, no. It's it's something that that we all share. Absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I've I've mentioned before uh, a guy by the name of Alan Hirsch um, on this podcast, but what he had to say, at least for me, really resonates with this topic because he said, uh, and I'm quoting here: "We're being profoundly discipled every day by a very sophisticated system called media and advertising, and we don't even know it." There are trillions of dollars that are put into uh, into it to manipulate who we are and our sense of worth and identity. How, how does CR, how does Celebrate Recovery address pulling back the curtain to expose those lies and manipulations of culture that have stained our lives? I think one of the most effective ways that we do that <clears throat> is by what we just said, by hearing stories of people who have gone through some of these issues and, and, and fallen prey to some of these lies that that media and advertising tell us and they they share their story about you know basically hitting bottom that could be you know we're we're told every day um if you hurt hurting is bad so self-medicate you know alcohol drugs whatever the case may be we're also told every day how to dress what to look like what's cool what's not cool and so we know that we're bombarded it's like you said it's like alan's quote but, but CR basically says, you know what, number one, you have to realize those are lies. And, but even greater than that, we have to acknowledge the need for God in our life, for, right. for Christ in our life. And once we, once we begin to, to see that, then we can realize what truth is and recognize the media blitz and the advertising blitz. It's all a lie. Yeah. It's all a, a, a horrible lie that, that sucks us in and it takes control of our life. Right, right. Whether it is... 
uh, a, a jacket or a shirt or right. oh hey look at those happy people dancing and and right. what's what's the, the the common denominator oh it's a bottle of vodka right uh, or oh, no, absolutely yeah you or, watch the, the alcohol and it's all they're always happy they're always you know having a great time it doesn't yeah. show the 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 after effect of alcohol or alcoholism or you know dui and in an accident yeah. killing somebody or, or just not being able to function because you can't get out of bed in the morning yeah or if it's it's the the jewelry or the clothing they don't see the uh the credit card uh, debt that's, right. that's exploding, and, uh, and and the fact that it doesn't make you happy, it doesn't make you more attractive. That's right. Um, it just what, what was that phrase? Uh, why am I spending so much to impress people that I don't even like, yeah. <laughs> or don't even don't care even about know. me? Yeah, right. Um, how? What does Celebrate Recovery do to help us walk away from? from these lies and manipulations we've been used to all our lives. Well, I think the most important part of that is when a person acknowledges their need for Christ and makes a, a step of faith toward Christ. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen people, we've seen people share a testimony that, you know, the, the uh, a moment that they prayed for God to relieve them of that particular issue, they were delivered and they were healed and they were free of that. Now that's not the way God works in every case. Right, right. Sometimes it's a it's a process of time, but it, it it's just a matter of of acknowledging the need for God, acknowledging that our behaviors are destructive. I, I keep coming back to the one of the the, the process or the the steps when we acknowledge that our lives are totally unmanageable, mm-hmm. and. If we are honest with ourselves and we evaluate our, our life, that ought to get our attention. And that, that's a true statement for most of us. Our lives are unmanageable and we yeah. need Christ. We need the accountability. I think accountability, encouragement from other people going through the through CR is vital. Yeah. And checking on people, even though it's anonymous, we know who's in our step studies. We know who typically would be there. And if we haven't seen somebody in a couple of weeks, we, we try and reach out and, yeah. and make sure. But it's that accountability, encouragement, and even the challenge. I mean, we don't we we challenge people to take a next you know the next best step, making right. one more good decision after another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that accountability that's a scary word. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't at least within my own my own heart, accountability is always kind of a, a that that dangerous thing because it means that I'm going to get thumped on. I'm going to get uh called out for being the failure that I always was uh, or that I always was either felt that I was or that people told me. But that's not what accountability means. No, I, I think the accountability sometimes is hard like that. Sometimes it is calling you out and saying, "Hey man, you you blew it." But there's always that step of reconciliation and picking that person back up and yeah. saying, listen, the reason I'm, I'm holding you accountable is because I love you and I want to see what's best for you. Yeah. Um, but, but it's vital. If, if you and I both know that someone's going to ask us Friday night how we're doing and how we struggle this week with any particular issue, we're a little more apt to, to, to not being involved in that behavior. If we're going to be honest, see total total honesty is, is key here. If we could we could walk into any group and say, oh no, everything's good. I I didn't struggle with you know with porn this week. I didn't struggle with alcohol this week, and lie about it. And that does no good. Yeah, right. It does no good. And so typically, you know, we're encouraging just. It does require some uh, some faith and some courage to step out and say, "Here's what I'm struggling with, and I need your help to do it." And 
that's when we see people begin to, to move through the process and, right. and get healthy. Right, right. I, I actually love hearing stories of when someone does have a, a, a relapse, if you want to call it that. I, I don't know what else to call it that. It, it, it seems so tinged with, with other, other emotional feelings, but, right. but for lack of a better word, when somebody confesses that, they're, mm-hmm. they're able to say, okay, what'd you learn from it? Right, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like and, and that's you're amongst over. friends. That's exactly right. And yeah. one of the things we do with our chip ceremonies is the blue chip kind of is for any new commitments you're making, something you're giving up or a new commitment. And we offer blue chips all the time because that's that signifies the, the journey beginning again. And so uh-huh. we have people that have failed. We have people that have relapsed. Yeah, and we we give them if they want to take another blue chip, they start over again. Yeah, and it's you know it's not like we come in and kick them out of the program if they relapse. That does no good. We, right. You know, if anything, at that point we wrap our arms around them even more, and say, okay, what do we need to do? What's our what's our role? What's your role? And how can we help you through this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That is so awesome, Barry. You you discussed something in the message called an inventory. Um, what is an inventory, and wh- why is it that without it we can't change? What do you What do you mean? Well, it's, it's probably I, w- I would think it's one of the most important <clears throat> steps in the process, and it's so hard because when you take your personal inventory, you write down literally anybody that you can think of, anybody that God brings to mind that you've hurt in the past, mm. people that have hurt you. You want to also do the good things. You want to talk about ways that God's used you. You don't want to all do just the negative because in okay. here okay. it affects your own self-esteem. But if you're honest and you start making these notes, and it could be from you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago in some cases. It could be from yesterday. But the idea is that you list the people that you've hurt or ways in which you've been hurt, and then you identify way, people that, that have hurt you and then you begin to work through that, that list uh, in, in future steps as far as asking people for forgiveness, making amends to the people you need to make amends to, mm-hmm. and begin to forgive those that, that you need to forgive. And so it's a, it's a very emotional uh, process, and it's just a difficult, it's not something you can rush through. It's yeah. something that usually takes a few weeks to kind of work your way through. And Unfortunately, this is a step we see most people step back and, and fall back on because they don't want to go through this. Yeah. Either it's too painful or they don't, or they're just not ready to admit that they've got some issues. Right, right. Um, that's, it's, just a, it's just important, though. We can't let, you can't go to step five until you get through with this inventory step. Wow. But, you know, I think that even though it is hard, I mean, there are a lot of hard things in life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, well, then get it done. You know, right. this this is this is something that's going to set you free. This is the jet fuel in your rocket, and uh, and it's going to be awesome. And everybody right. I know that that have gone through that step, they they are a healthier person. Now, they're not perfect. It's right. not that they don't relapse, um, but it's it's like it it doesn't cling to them anymore. Right. The, and I would say this too. It's it's also something that you pull out and refer to. Because, you know, if you're sitting down, I'm, I'm going to be 58 here pretty quick, and so I'm sitting down to do my inventory, and I'm thinking about 58 years, well, less than that as far as memories and everything mm-hmm. else, but you're talking about 50 years of, of relationships. Yeah. People you've hurt, people you were just a jerk to, people that have hurt you. And so it's, it's just a, a difficult process. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's critical 
to begin to work on those issues that God, you know, reveals to you during this process so you can move on. And um, again, that list is compiled of hurts, habits, and hang-ups. So, you know, we didn't actually discuss this before we came in. I usually go over questions with people, by the way. But um, you said something that um, that I thought was interesting. That it, it Correct me in, in how I put this, but you said that mourning your hurts, habits, and hang-ups is not the same as moaning. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Absolutely. What, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people moan and, and you know, just kind of walk around going, oh, what well, was me? This is tough. This is hard. But when we truly, if we get to the point where we mourn the things that are keeping us away, we're going to want to deal with them. Got it. Moaning is basically, in my opinion, um, and not necessarily by scientific definition, but moaning is people just kind of wanting attention. Uh-huh. And complaining. And we all know those people who just talk about how hard it is, what's going on in their life, but they really don't want to take that next step of, of dealing with the issue. Yeah. That's moaning. If I moan about it, I can get somebody's attention. Correct. And then I get the, the fix, right? Well, in, in, in their mind, yes. <laughs> yeah. But we know, you and I both know, that's not the that fix. That's not the fix, no. That All that does is continue to feed that particular hurt habit and hang-up, in my opinion. And, mm-hmm. and it becomes a bigger one. And yeah. they, the moaning gets louder and louder until finally pretty much everyone just pulls back because they know what's going on with that particular person. It's moaning and not mourning. But when we truly mourn those things, we want to give them up. We want to give them to God, and, and it's just an important step. Uh, it's important that we realize the difference between moaning and mourning. Yeah. There's th- there are things that we, that we just can't change. You know, there are certain bridges that we cross that, that are burned. We can't think in our mind that we can cross over them again. No, we have to mourn the loss Correct. Uh, of what I did or what was done to me and that I'll never get back. But that doesn't mean that my life will be fruitless. It doesn't mean that I, can, I have to be um, uh, injured by it for right. the rest of my life. I, I think that that's the important thing about understanding what mourning is. Oh, I agree. And it's hard. It, it's something that we don't... That's, that's sort of got a negative connotation. None of us really want to mourn. No, of course not. I mean, but the, we know scripturally there, there's a time for that in our life. And there'll be a... We'll, we'll all deal with that. Yeah. And as long as we deal with it healthily... Healthily? Is Healthful. that a word, Sean? That's a word. Sure. In a healthy way, then we're, we're you know, ready to take another step. And that's our goal is to take one step toward health. And we may, we may get knocked back a couple of steps, but the, the important part is we stay in the process. Right, right. Well, I know about it now. I know right. about it now. You, you remember that that's, there's this, that little poem, My Life in, in Five Paragraphs or something like that. You, you remember this? I do part of it, yeah. It's so it's like I'm walking down the street, and there's a hole, and I fall in. I didn't see it. It's not my fault. Right. I'm in there for a long time, mm-hmm. and, and it, it takes me a very long time to get out. Right. Chapter 2. I'm walking down the street. I see the hole. I still fall in, mm-hmm. and I, it gets me. I'm there for a long time, but I finally get out. Not, not as long as the first time, but I still get out. I'm walking down the street. I see the hole. I still fall in. I get out immediately. <laughs> and then I love that next step, which mm-hmm. is I'm walking down the street, but I decide to take another street. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and that's, that's ultimately what we're, we try to do is lead to change behavior. Get you, you know, get a person and myself to become aware of the issues that we've got and then, you know, not continue to do, we, we talked about this Sunday a little bit about 
doing the exact same thing over and over again and ex expecting different yeah. results. You know, the, yeah. basically the definition of insanity. And of course, the Bible calls that childish thinking. Right. We we have somehow attached the word insanity to it because that's true. We, but we have to change our behavior in some way to, to become healthy. We yeah. have to. Yeah. We can't continue to do the same thing we're doing over and over again and expect um, different outcomes. Fantastic. Barry, thank you so much for helping people in Roswell and, and everybody that's associated. I know that you don't, you don't do this alone. There are people that are Absolutely right. so committed and uh, it's their life. I mean, they, it, 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 it's, a, it's an important ministry to them mm -hmm. and I thank God for them. So thank you so much for all the time that you're, you and your whole team put into this uh, for Roswell. So thanks for talking with us. You today. bet. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks so much, Barry. And, you know, folks, we still have Rick's Quote of the Week. Well, greetings, everybody. And I do have a great quote. You know, this last Sunday being Celebrate Recovery Sunday here yeah. at Grace. Sometimes, Sean, people think, you know, I've made so many mistakes in my past. I'll, I'll never be a successful person. Uh-huh. Well, I have a great quote. Now, this comes from Stanley Marcus. Oh. Now, his family founded the famous Neiman Marcus store chain. Oh, my goodness. And okay. Listen to what Stanley Marcus discovered in life. He says, the road to success is paved with mistakes well handled. Oh, my. Okay. That is a great quote. So what, why is that important to you? Well, because so many times people make mistakes and they just throw up their hands, throw in the towel, and they think, well, my life is over. I can never be successful. And this reminds us that um, mistakes well handled is the secret. That's fantastic. And if you handle them well, which might involve confession uh -huh. and dealing with those honesty and attending Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights yeah, and yeah. learning how to deal with them, the road to success is still a possibility. That's fantastic. Okay. Well, Rick, what else is happening here at Grace? Well, this coming Sunday, we continue our Kingdom Secrets uh, series mm -hmm. with the, the parable of the unworthy servant. I Ooh. love this parable, Sean, because this this parable collides head on with all our, our presumptions about rewards and about motives. Hmm. Why do we serve Jesus? Well, we're going to learn this Sunday Jesus' answer to that question. Oh, Hey, we also have class 501, of which is the last step in our discovery classes. It's called mm -hmm. Discovering Magnification. And so we will we'll explore the question, how can I become a lifelong worshiper? That's this Sunday night. That's fantastic. All right. Rick, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments and suggestions to info at roswellgrace.com. If you like what we're doing here at Living Your Dash, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review on your platform, and share this with your friends. For more information about Grace Community Church, please point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Until next time, I'm Marie, and this is Living Your Dash.